Live from the Watch Dogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watch Dogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, you are listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. And now, here's the host of Watch Dogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Well, good morning on the West Coast, good afternoon on the East Coast. This is your host, Keith Shoemaker, with another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. This is episode number 129, and we have a great show lined up for you today, and it is my suspicion that we're going to have a lot more listeners from a certain aspect of our community uh, today than we normally have. And uh, it has been, as usual, a very uh, dynamic week in the Watchdogs world. We've had a lot of things going on. Of course, uh, those of you that follow me know uh, my passion right now this month is uh, National Colon Cancer Awareness Month. I hope everybody dressed in blue on Friday to uh, in memory of or in honor of somebody that they know that has had uh, or been diagnosed with colon cancer. And of course, more importantly, if you are 50 years or older or 45 years or older in the African-American community, that you either have had your colonoscopy or you are about to schedule it. I'm begging you, please get out and do that. Uh, We also uh, had a chance to uh, go down. We were at the National Youth at Risk Conference Last week, last Tuesday, we were uh, actually live from the uh, National Youth at Risk Conference down at Savannah. Had a great time, met some great people down there, some great contacts, and probably quite a few of them you're going to hear coming up in the next few editions of Watchdogs Radio. Uh, another thing that uh, that I've been uh, connected with, I do want to give a shout out to the family at uh, Bluffton University. Um, this past week was the anniversary of a uh, pretty sad event that we had here in Atlanta that I was involved with when uh, their uh, baseball team had a, uh, a very rough uh, transition down here uh, in Atlanta and in, uh, in memory of those that uh, were lost that uh, March the second morning eight years ago. So uh, we want to uh, think about them and uh, think about the Bluffton baseball team and uh, go Bluffton Beavers this year, that's for sure. Well, I am going to bring in my good friend and co-host, Mr. Chris Dannenauer. I see you're calling in from the road today, not necessarily from your office, but uh, how you doing, Chris? Keith, I'm good, man. It is you know a great week here at Watchdogs. We're, we're gearing up for our uh, our you know spring uh, mm-hmm. early bird special. So those who are listening and have an established Watchdogs program. Be looking for the early bird uh, email to come out here later this month and, and take advantage and, and get your uh, replenish uh, program pack uh, so you can you know have that that fall launch event when score zooms uh, come mm-hmm. you know August September. But Keith, I, I'm just surprised on how many how we continue to grow you know a little bit by a little bit. We're now in over 4,580 schools. Um, you know I expect we'll hit 4,600 here pretty soon. And, you know, mm-hmm. we have two more than 200 schools that are, you know, supposed to be launching sometime over the next few weeks. Well, I would say by the end of this school year, it's not totally unreasonable to think we may be in 5,000 schools uh, nationwide and in, in four foreign countries. That That's correct. I mean, you know, it, it, it's not out of question. It, it's a very uh, within reach. It's just a matter of, you know, candy schools. Uh, you know, be able to implement the program with, with state testing coming up. Uh, exactly. It's reared ahead here for our school 
in Arkansas. So I know other states are are you know gearing up or are in that mode right now, uh, testing mm-hmm. for the uh, the state test that schools do each year. Well, and of course, our biggest hurdle uh, with watchdogs is just getting people to hear about us. You know, obviously, when people hear about us, they go to our webpage, fathers.com slash watchdog. They take a look at it. Uh, I'm sorry, fathers.com slash watchdogs. I want to make sure we get the S on there because we don't want to forget the students. But uh, when they have a chance to take a look at that webpage and realize it's a, it's really a no-brainer. Um, it, the cost is just not that huge, and it's uh, it's easily overcomable. And when you look at the value that uh, the Watchdogs program brings to a school and has brought to over 4,500 schools nationwide and, and, like I said, in four different foreign countries, uh, it's just a no-brainer. So I think today's show is going to give us a real boost up. I think we're going to get a lot of listeners today. If you're not familiar, I don't want to spoil the surprise, but uh, I will talk about uh, our extra special guest here in uh, in just a couple of minutes. But, uh, Chris, i got to tell you, you talked about the launch events. Uh, I do want to give a shout-out to two schools that uh, I personally had a chance to go to. I did the uh, pizza night at Dunleith Elementary School in Marietta, Georgia, this past week and had a great time. We had about 50 guys show up, uh, signed up for now through the end of the school year. But that was the first school in the Marietta City School System. And, of course, I'm right here in Cobb County. We've got about 30 schools running the program out here. But uh, it was so nice to be able to see a school in the Marietta system uh, launching the program, which means now that, you know, we're going to be getting some phone calls from other Marietta schools once they see how the program works at Dunleith. And then uh, yesterday morning, I had a chance to go to Kimberly Elementary in, uh, it, that's a city of Atlanta school, and uh, we okay. got to do a uh, an event there. Keith, and just to, just to kind of piggyback on that, it's kind of uh, funny how you, how you mentioned that. Uh, you know, I just did a conference call training and uh, here at 11, and as you said, I'm, I'm in the car, uh, but uh, a school in Georgia uh, took the training today because her brother is a watchdog at a school in Georgia, and, <laughs> and you know, her brother called her, and, you know, they're talking about the kids and how the nephews and nieces were, and brother told her about the program, so she's bringing it to her school, uh, you know, and it hopes to get a kid uh, here come April. And that's exactly how it works. One school hears about another. You know, this program started from one school, George Elementary School in Springdale, Arkansas, and now we're uh, we're rounding in on five thousand schools that have followed their lead almost fifteen years later. So, so so happy and so proud of that. Now, um, Chris, do you have anything else coming from the uh, the national office? Because I really want to get to our special guest. I'm pretty excited about this. Keith, I'm going to kind of be a listener because we uh, we have some things going on in the office. Uh, today, some special things going on, so I can't really add too much, but bring our guest. I want to hear her story, and I'll just sit back and listen. Well, that that's great, and Chris, thank you very much, and uh, just hop right on in if, uh, if you need to, and uh, we will uh, talk to you later. All right, Keith. All right. You know, normally uh, during the uh, front part of the show, what we have been doing over the last, oh, let's say six months or so, is we like to feature a local school. And we call that uh, segment the uh, Local Heroes of the Hallways. And we've had a chance to hear from principals, counselors, teachers, and watchdogs that have been volunteers in the Watchdogs program. And uh, today we have, uh, we've kind of preempted that because uh, we have a very special guest joining us today. I uh, have, have known about our guest for uh, several years now, 
uh, kind of popped up on my radar just because, of course, uh, my wife being a teacher, I'm so proud of her, um, 20 years in the uh, in the Cobb County school system. But she started following teacher blogs about five years ago and watching the interactions between teachers and some of the teachers that are that are really performing well, that are doing so well that other teachers are, are sharing their, their information, their lesson plans, their materials. And we're going to learn about how teachers have really stepped up to take care of themselves because quite often the money isn't there to support them from the, from the board, from the, uh, from the local school or whatever. And teachers, just like so many other people, are, uh, are able to, to jump up and be able to uh, take care of themselves. So my very special guest today is Miss Deanna Jump, and Deanna Jump has been uh, teaching uh, both kindergarten and first grade for uh, over 18 years, and she was actually one of the original, um, I, I don't know if this is a proper way of saying it, but one of the original big-time bloggers that was, uh, was uh, out there being a leader for other teachers and just a natural leader that other teachers just jumped in and followed. So I would like to welcome to Watch Dogs Radio Miss Deanna Jump from Mrs. Jump's class. How are you doing, Deanna? I'm great. Wow, thank you for that nice introduction. <laughs> well, it's it's my great. pleasure, and, and I want to thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're very busy, and, and uh, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, I guess, you know, we uh, our audience traditionally over the last uh, two and a half years has been mostly parents. Um, we do have some teachers, administrators, uh, quite a few counselors, but there may be somebody living under a rock somewhere that doesn't know who Deanna Jump is, that hasn't seen CNN like the first time I saw you. Um, tell us a little bit about your background in uh, in teaching and, and where you're coming from uh, for us today. Okay. Um, well, like you said, I've been teaching for over 18 years in kindergarten and first grade. Um, I've taught in Florida and in Georgia. And then I substitute taught when we lived in Texas for a brief time Um Jobs weren't as um, readily available there, so I substitute taught until um, we moved back to Florida. Um, I have a degree in early elementary childhood education for my bachelor's degree, and then I have a master's degree in curriculum and instruction, and an ed specialist degree in early literacy and reading. So education is my passion, both uh, you know as a teacher and as a student as well. I love going to school and continuing to, to learn and grow in my profession. Well, great, and, and obviously the degrees that you have will help us to understand what you've been able to do over the last few years. Um, now, tell us a little bit. I, I know you um, you were in Texas, I believe, as a part of uh, your husband's in the military. Um, tell us a little bit about your family. We always like to let give people the opportunity to brag about their family, brag about your kids, and uh, we want to give you that opportunity. Well, when, when my husband and I first got married, he definitely was in the military. He's a college professor now. Um, so he's a college professor. And then um, my oldest daughter, Brittany, is a third-grade teacher. My middle daughter, Taylor, is currently in school. She's a senior in college, and she's going to school and hopes to be a kindergarten teacher. And then my son, Hunter, they are. My daughter, sure are. My son, Hunter, his original, his original intent was to be a teacher as well. He wanted to. He's a basketball a college basketball player so he wanted to coach high school basketball and teach history but he has changed his mind and decided that he wants to make the most amount of money for the least amount of work and through <laughs> watching all of us as teachers he knows that that the teaching is not going to get you there it's the opposite you do a whole lot of work 
for very little money. Lots of rewards, but, you know, not a lot of money. So he's a business major instead. But other than okay. him, he's our black sheep. Other than him, everyone else is, we're all educators. Well, that's great. Well, uh, we actually got going so good. We're up against the break now. So um, as we close out and get ready for our break here in about a minute, um, can you tell us a little bit about if you had a father that was willing to come into your classroom, how would you use him? Oh, wow. Uh, there are so many. And we can get for, back to that um, after the break as well. Yes, that, that's a that's a, a long answer. Um <laughs> Father figures are so needed in our school today, whether you're, you know, at a higher socioeconomic school or a lower socioeconomic school. So just to have that role model in in the classrooms, um, working with small groups of students, reading with students, so many ways that we could use fathers in the classroom. Well, that's great. Well, we will be back after the break, continuing talking with Deanna Jump of Mrs. Jump's class. We'll talk to you in about a minute. All right. Shoemaker, National Coordinator of the Dads of Great Students Program and host of the weekly Watchdogs Radio Show. When my dad died of cancer in 1986, my brother Ed became my father figure. We became much closer over the years. My brother was the cornerstone of our family. He was my inspiration, my mentor, and my friend. So when he was diagnosed with colon cancer, it was like our whole family got cancer. He died on March 20th, the same day that my dad died. He was only 60, so this is personal. Now hopefully, my heartbreak is your wake-up call. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer, but you can prevent this disease. Screening finds cancerous polyps so that they can be removed before they turn into cancer. I've been screened. If you think that you're at an increased risk like I am, ask your doctor when to start screening. And if you're 50 or older, get screened. Please do everything you can to stay around for yourself and for your family. Screening saves lives. This message from the Watchdogs Program of the National Center for Fathering and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hey, Dad, have you ever wanted to know what my day is really like at school? Now you can find out. You can be a watchdog for a day at my school. DOG stands for Dad's a Great Student. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with us in our classrooms. At lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Do you remember what it was like when we were in school? Well, today's classrooms are nothing like we remember. Education in today's world is a very dynamic and interactive experience. So, Dad, if you're trying to support your children in their education based on the memories of your education, you may be way off base. So how does a father in today's world learn to support the education of his children? You have to step into the classroom and into the teacher's world. Of course, for important security reasons, you can't just walk into a school. The National Dads of Great Students program, known as Watchdogs, gives dads a chance to step into their children's classroom in a positive and supportive way and learn about supporting teachers and their students in today's educational environment. Over 4,500 schools are currently using the Watchdogs program to engage dads in their community. Call your school to see if a Watchdogs program is available. 
If not, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs to learn more. This message is brought to you by the National Center for Fathering and this station. Yogi, what are you doing on the park ranger's computer? I'm signing up to be a watchdog, boo-boo, so I'll get free picnic baskets. Sometimes I'm so smart, it hurts. Yogi, I don't think that's how it works. Here comes the park ranger. Run, boo-boo. Run! You're listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Now, back to the show. And we are back. Episode number 129 of the Watchdogs Radio program with our special guest, Deanna Jump, award-winning teacher and top teacher blogger. I hope that's the one of the best ways to uh, describe you there, Deanna. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Well, I, I don't know if, I'm, if I would call myself a top teacher blogger. There are so many um, great teacher bloggers out there that I don't think I that I don't think I deserve that title. But thank you for that. <laughs> You're sweet. <laughs> well, I, I've been uh, I've been very impressed, but uh, but then again, I have am am no way near able uh, to uh, <laughs> to uh, understand the uh, the level that you guys function at. When I look at you know a, the the kind of things that I see on the blogs, the the levels. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing, and we're talking about you know educating five and six and seven year olds here, but the the effort and the time and the the level that goes into it is always amazing to me. And uh, and of course, spending time in my own wife's classroom as a watchdog, you know, really makes me think of uh, I'm just amazed at, at what she does. So uh, right. Well, I wanted to uh, I wanted to get back and uh, and talk about some of the things that we had kind of prepped on, and I want to find out a little bit more about teachers pay teachers. And let some of our parents know about what teachers are having to do these days to be able to support their classroom, and then more importantly, how they as parents can support teachers in doing that. Okay. Well, for those of you who don't know, um, Teachers Pay Teachers is an online marketplace. Um, And what that means is there are thousands of teachers that have little shops on Teachers Pay Teachers where if they create um, lessons and activities to use in the classroom, they can... Um, load those up onto Teachers Pay Teachers, and, you know, there's a lot of free stuff on there, but um, a lot of it is paid as well. So teachers can go, and if there's if there's something that they need to help support them in the classroom, they can purchase it from other teachers who've already, you know, done the work, all of the research and done the work to create it. So um, really it's, it's a huge time saver for teachers. I think that's one reason why it's been so successful, because there is no greater gift than time. So, um you know, if you're teaching a lesson on, um, you know, American symbols, that's a huge unit that most kindergarten and first graders uh, teachers mm-hmm. use in February. So if they were teaching a lesson on that, rather than having to create all of the materials and activities themselves, they could go to Teachers Pay Teachers and see if, you know, another teacher has already created the materials for them. And then for a minimal, minimal cost, they can purchase it. So it's a huge time saver for teachers, and I think that's one reason why it has been so successful. Exactly, and it's not, you know. Of course, I see it, you know, pop up on our uh, on our account, you know, three dollars here, five dollars there. It's not like it's a right. you know, a huge expense. But now, if if I as a parent wanted to support my teacher, instead of going out and buying her another coffee mug, um, <laughs> <laughs> which every teacher has like ten thousand coffee mugs, but right. uh, I could buy a gift certificate on Teachers Pay Teachers. Is that correct? 
Yes, teachers pay teachers. They do um, they do offer gift certificates, and so they're very easy to purchase. You can just go in there, just in whatever um, denomination that you would like. And again, you're not giving a teacher a, a gift certificate to teachers pay teachers. You're actually giving them the gift of time, because your your child's teacher is probably already shopping on there anyway and spending their own money. So. Um, I know as a teacher, I, I would love that gift because even though I'm a seller on there, I'm also a buyer. So if I need something, um, I spend a ton of money on clip art currently. But when I'm in the mm-hmm. classroom, if I need something, yeah, I go look there first if I don't have time to create it myself. So that would be exactly. a wonderful way for parents to support teachers. Well, I, I know if you walked into Mrs. Shoemaker's class and looked around, you'd see a lot of Mrs. Jump's class in there, I promise you. <laughs> oh, well, that's so. that's wonderful to hear. Thank you. So, um, well, let's see. And then the the other question I had was uh, if a PTA wanted to support a teacher, uh, they could do the same thing, basically. Absolutely, yes. Okay, okay. Now, you had mentioned you want to kind of turn the tables on me a little bit. Is that right? Yeah, I do. I was able to do a little bit of research on um, watchdogs, and then I'm talking to some of my um, friends. I have a lot of friends. You know, one thing about this, blogging and TPT adventure for me, aside from, you know, just being a seller on there, I've made so many friends all over, just all over the place. Um, and they're wonderful friends. So I was talking to many of them, and they had never heard of watchdogs, and I hadn't heard of it until you contacted me. So, mm-hmm. And then I did some research. And so I realized through talking to them that a lot of teachers don't really know about your program. So so I do want to turn the tables on you and ask you some questions <laughs> so that, Great. you know, you know, hopefully we have some teachers listening today and they can um, they can find out about you. So, you know, could you just explain to us a little bit about what Watch Dogs is? Okay. Well, that's easy. And, and uh, with me, it's kind of like pushing the play button. I do it so often. <laughs> but uh, right. it's pretty simple. Watch Dogs is the school-based father involvement initiative of the National Center for Fathering. We've been up and running for about 15 years now. We are uh, in, uh, as you heard at the front end of the show, uh, a little over 4,500 schools nationwide we are also we also have schools in uh Mexico, Canada, Barbados of all places. I really want to go do the training at that one. Uh and then we also have two American schools operating the program in uh Shanghai, China. So uh we're pretty excited about that and the way the uh the program runs. And basically what we do is we teach the schools how to go out into the community and in a in a different way dial them up directly. If you ask a dad to come to a PTA meeting, it's not really going to play well with a lot of the guys because of the traditional stereotype of what PTA is. And of course, that is changing and we are changing that. But uh, to be able to go directly to guys, directly to men and say, this is for you. This isn't for, you know, when you put something in Book Bag Express and it goes to the house and this is to the parents of, you know, a lot of people read that as MOM. And that's the culture of education that we're changing is to get the schools to open up every day of the school year, you know, minus your testing days and, and specific days, but to open up a schedule for a guy to say, yeah, uh, May the 6th, that's a day that I, I happen to be off. Let me go in and volunteer in the school. And we make a, a tremendous memory for that father figure's child when they step into the school. Right, I can imagine. Um, well, what can, a, what can a teacher expect from um, having the dads in their school? Like what kind of things um, would a teacher usually have them do? 
Well, that's a great question, and I love that because um, myself, I still serve as a watchdog on a pretty regular basis, and I have been working with the teachers in our school for over six years now, so we have a pretty good relationship. But when a watchdog walks into the classroom or when a teacher gets that email and says, you're going to have a watchdog for this 45-minute segment from this time that you showed an interest early on in the year um, that this was the best time for you, the best day, the best time of the day, for you to have a uh, parent volunteer in your classroom. Now, when I walk into a classroom these days, the a lot of times the teacher doesn't even break sentence in direct instruction because it's it's become such a tradition in our school, it's normal for a dad to walk into a classroom. We have 275 volunteer uh, father volunteers at our particular school, but we're kind of above the norm. But when I walk into the classroom, the teacher you know quietly walks over while she's still teaching, hands me that book or that binder, whatever it is, that, that unit that she has. Generally, the students know who, are, who they are that are going to be working with me, and they quietly get up, and they go to the kidney-shaped table. Deanna, I'm a dad, and I know what a kidney-shaped table is, okay? Right. <laughs> but they'll go to the kidney-shaped <laughs> awesome. table. I'll, I'll sit down. I open up that bin or binder. There's a laminated sheet that says, Hello, Watchdog. We love you. Thank you for coming in. You're going to read, just as an example, uh, you know, Helen Lester, Tacky the Penguin. These are the characters. Um, the student's going to read to you. You're going to ask these questions. And, and it all falls into what – it gives the teacher an extra opportunity for some direct instruction while the teacher's doing something else. Um, we have guys doing flashcards. We, we have had uh, just a ton of things. We actually had one school down in Texas that put together a, a whole sheet of what teachers can use watchdogs for. You know, do this, do that. It, it, it's almost like, you know, maybe they ought to post that on TPT. I don't know. But, uh, but for a teacher to be able to look at that and say, you know, here are ideas of what you're going to use this male role model in your room during this time frame is. So as far as uh, what teachers can expect, I always tell people it generally takes the teachers in a school about maybe a month to get used to seeing that level of parent involvement in the school. Um, it's a different level. It's, it, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit unique. But the important thing is it's, it's there. And the guys want to help, but our culture in a lot of areas has made them feel uncomfortable stepping into the school setting. And once a watchdogs program comes in, they feel like they're welcome. They feel that you start seeing more guys showing up for car line. You start seeing more guys mm-hmm. showing up at school events. I mean, our field day is pretty much uh, almost totally run by the watchdogs. And uh, I promise you, they give us a water hose and nobody goes home dry that day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I, you know, I, I shared with you earlier that I am going back into the kindergarten classroom. I've been out of the classroom for two years. Um, took a break. I've been traveling around and presenting, but I will be going back into the kindergarten classroom next year and I cannot wait. And I, I want to, I already know that I want to talk to the principal at my school about implementing this program in the school, because I think it is just, I'm really excited about it. And I think it's an amazing program, but you know, I think probably the most important question that I could ask you is what does it cost? Oh, that's an easy one. Uh, The only thing that we require of a school is that they have the startup kit, which is all of the resources you need to run the program. It's everything from the videos to uh, to give your presentations. There's a 24-foot-long paper calendar that you can use as a big, um, you know, blowout during your launch events where the guys, you know, make a big production of going up and signing up on the calendar. Uh, there's news press releases. 
There is uh, all of the forms and documents that you need to run the program. It comes in a box. It even includes several of the shirts that we request the people to wear while they're there so they could be identified who they are when they're in the building. So it's an easy identification. But all oh, of I that, like that. Current, I did, Yeah, I like that. Exactly. You look down the hallway and you know exactly who that guy is. It's not some stranger walking right. around. You, you can identify him right away. And then the other thing is when the guy's coming in, he knows that, you know, he knows what to wear when he's coming in. Throw this shirt on, right. jeans and khakis, and he's ready to rock. But uh, it's, uh, right. it's $365 for that startup kit, and that's a one-time fee. We, we have a replenishment kit that uh, we're actually going to be renewing that here uh, coming up in April. You'll, you'll start to see things that the schools that are already uh, implementing the program will start to see that. But, uh, but it's $365, and then we, all we ask is that somebody in the school have the watchdogs training, and that is uh, one, uh, a one-hour conference call, or uh, you can pick up, the, uh, pick up the program in a, the form of a, um, at a conference. We do a lot of uh, state-level conferences, PTA, school counselors, and hopefully teachers. Uh, we, we've done a few of those, but we'd like to do uh, quite a few more, obviously. So if you are planning a conference... Hint, hint, hint. Um, maybe in Orlando. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Um, we uh-huh. would love to come and present the uh, one-hour watchdogs training workshop. Okay, that sounds great. Well, I am planning one sometime next year. I haven't thought of, <laughs> I haven't um, zeroed in on a date yet, but I will definitely um, let you know when I do. I love I love that you make it um, so economical for schools because you know budgets are a huge issue right now. But I especially love, I didn't know about the part that they wore special shirts. I really love that. That way you can't just have, you know, some guy off the street sneaking in and he's, exactly. he's there and there's other dads. And so you don't notice that he shouldn't be. So I love that, um, especially in this day and age, that, that you know, you have that safety measure um, already exactly. built in. That they wear special shirts. The kids can easily identify, you know, who the watchdogs are and know that they're supposed to be there. So that's amazing. I can't, I can't wait to... Um, uh, you know, talk to the principal about this. It's a brand new school opening up, so I know they don't have anything like this. So mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited about it. I think I think this could totally transform schools if every school had this. I I can't even imagine what a, what an impact it would have on um, on the students. So well, I can tell program. you that that we launched uh, we launched the program in our second year at uh, at the school I'm at, and it has definitely been transformational and and even though you know we talked about the shirts but we also encourage the guys to go out and when they're uh when they're in the school when they're moving from class to class you know one they're going to be checking the doors they're an extra set of eyes and ears for security but we also encourage them to if they see somebody walking down the hallway that doesn't have that sticker on doesn't have that life touch apple um, not that they're a security guard or or a, a heavy right. hand by any means, but but they can you know say hey uh, you know did you check in at the office if you don't mind would you go in and just make sure you signed in and get your sticker and everybody's happy. Um, so it's just an extra level uh, of uh, protection, an extra level of accountability. We have actually uh, mm-hmm. gone beyond our live feed, <laughs> but we were doing such a uh, we were having so much fun. <laughs> I went ahead and left us uh, left us running, so now we're uh, we're off the live feed. Uh, and we're in the recorded end of it, so when people bring this okay. up on the podcast, they will still be hearing this part of the discussion. I've had so much fun uh, talking to you, Deanna, and and I'm just so impressed by the work that you've done and the the work that you're obviously going to continue to do when this new school opens up. Um, do yeah, you have any other you. questions for me? 
No, I think that you have um, you've you've answered all my questions. Thank you for letting me turn the tables on you because I was very curious. Um, you know, once, especially like I said, once I started talking to my friends and they're like, what on earth is that? So now mm-hmm. I can direct them to, to this online link and they can listen up and hopefully they'll want to implement it in their schools as well. Most of my friends are still in the classroom, so I know they'll be really excited about it. And teachers, we, we need extra hands. So, um, Absolutely. you know, most of us are, are more than willing to have parents come in, um, you know, and help out in the classrooms and in the schools and it's so needed, so... Well, and what so we see a lot is that people, uh, they, they just make the assumption that, you know, dads are too busy. Dads, uh, you know, can't afford the shirt. Dads do not want to be a part of what's going on. And it's really just not true. And, and we found that over and over again that uh, in, in my case, you know, I happened to have a schedule at the time when my, uh, my older daughter, who is now a freshman in high school, when she was in kindergarten, I was doing a lot of volunteering at the school. You know, number one, my wife worked there. Um, my daughter was there. It was where I wanted to be because it's where my family was. But one of right. the uh, teachers came to me. She was actually a parapro, uh, and she mentioned to me, she said, you know, it's just different when you're the parent in the room. Now, you know, this is a person that, that can at times be a little bit crass, so I wasn't quite sure if it was a compliment, <laughs> <laughs> but it actually right. was. And, and she's a, she's great. She's actually uh, no longer teaching, but uh, – but she said, it's just different when you're the parent in the room. And I kind of challenged her on it. I said, well, what do you mean? I said, is it like that when the other dads are here? And she laughed at me. And she said, what are you talking about? There's no other dads. And right. that was when it really hit me. And, and I, tried to, I tried to go my own way. I tried to do the, um, you know, well, we're going to have a dad's club or, you know, we're going to do, do our own thing. And didn't, you know, at the time I wasn't aware of watchdogs. I didn't know what it was. And, and, you know, we'd have a couple guys come here or there, or maybe a guy show up at a PTA meeting once in a while. But, it, you know, there really wasn't anything until in 2008 I saw the Charlie Gibson video. And it was like, you know, something just reached down and tapped me on the shoulder and said, this is your thing now. This is what we're doing. Right. And I, I took that idea. I went to our principal, Sheila Chesser, just an amazing educator um, who is now retired and doing something else in education, which is even more amazing. But, um, but she saw my vision and my passion, and she jumped on board. We trained together. Uh, we took that one-hour conference call together, and it has been an amazing and, and blessed ride ever since. And, and I'm just so thankful for her vision and seeing that. So, um, Well, we have run way over our time here. Okay. <laughs> so I am uh, – I'm going to uh, wind it up here. And Deanna, thank you so much right. for joining us. It's such a pleasure. I know we could probably talk uh, for another couple of hours here, but I don't think uh, the people listening to us on the podcast, hopefully <laughs> on the way maybe to or from work, uh, listening to us on iTunes, uh, they may not have uh, have time to listen to us all day. But okay. definitely we would love to invite you back sometime and uh, talk more okay. about getting uh, teachers and parents and and supporting teachers from the home front. So thank you so much, and right. join us, right. everybody listening, join us next week on Watch Dogs Radio next Tuesday at 1.30 Eastern. All right, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watchdogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. 
And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, this is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week. <laughs>